Welcome to Behind the Warrior, a podcast presented by the EOD Warrior Foundation. This series will focus on resources, interviews, and topics impacting EOD warriors, their families, and the military community at large. Hello, everyone. This is Maria Shabla, and welcome to Behind the Warrior podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Army EOD veteran Stephen O'Donnell, a.k.a. the push-up guy and master blaster coffee drinker and promoter extraordinaire. Welcome to the podcast, Stephen. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on today. And good morning to you, Maria. (laughs) Good morning, and you're so welcome. So, Stephen, today you are here to talk about your experiences as an EOD tech and some amazing coffee. But before we dive into that, can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing and where did you grow up? Uh, Mom and Dad got married and were living outside Chicago where uh, all four of us were born, uh, myself and three siblings, uh, Irish Catholic family. Um, Dad was a teacher. Uh, Mom was a stay-at-home mom. Um, mom, mom was sick for a long time. Uh, you know, as we lived in Schaumburg, which is a suburb of Chicago. And then we moved up to Gray's Lake, which is closer to the high school that dad was teaching at. Um, and I graduated from Gray's Lake and went straight into, um, the United States Marine Corps. Oh, wow. Um, so Irish Catholic, uh, family. That's awesome. My, my family is the same, um, out of Philadelphia. Yeah. My mom's, um, maiden name was Kathleen Flanagan and and she had a twin sister, Eileen. So, (laughs) so we have that in common. Yeah. So go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, uh, mom's maiden name was, uh, McCarthy's. Oh, wow. Another Irish family. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, dad, dad actually was born in Ireland and then immigrated here. The family immigrated here when he was like four or five. No kidding. That That's yeah. awesome. Have you, have yeah. you been to Ireland? Oh yeah. But it's, uh, I keep getting told from my cousins over there. It's been way too long since I've been able to visit. <laughs> oh, you need to go back. <laughs> Absolutely. Sometime, sometime soon. Very cool. Well, so you, uh, you enlisted in the Marines right out, out of high school. Um, mm-hmm. and you worked actually three MOSs to include cryogenics technician, ground support equipment, and marksman instructor, um, and served in Desert Shield before getting out to go to college. Can you tell us Correct. what inspired you first to uh, to enlist in the Marines and then to um, eventually re-enlist in the Army? So um, enlisting in the Marine Corps was, uh, it just was the the, prop, the appropriate approach uh, coming out of high school. I was uh, not really applying myself. It wasn't going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um Becoming a United States Marine gave me a chance to get away uh, from from Gray's Lake, mm-hmm. um, and uh, serve you know serve for the country. Uh, I'm very I'm a very patriotic person. I love the red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. And and at the time, the Marine Corps was the right way to do, to to go. Uh, couldn't argue at uh, at a uh, an impressionable age of seventeen that those uniforms look great. <laughs> so <laughs> true, true, yeah. true. So, so um, I did that. I was stationed in Hawaii and California in the Marine Corps. Um, and then when I got out, I came back and went to Western, uh, Western Illinois University for a year, um, played a lot of rugby, um, didn't really apply myself there either and, uh, decided to re-enlist and the army was, uh, my first option because they were going to give me the same rank I came out of the Marine Corps with. Oh, wow. So, so, so. you re-enlisted as the army, um, yes. and then you went straight into EOD. Is that right? 
After taking the ASVAB again, uh, scoring higher this time, um, that was the jobs, uh, one of the jobs that they offered and I volunteered for it. So uh, the process was uh, shipped me to, um, what is it? The base down in uh, Fort Jackson. Sorry, couldn't think of it. It was having a brain, brain dump moment there. Um, Fort Jackson, where I did 12 days of in-processing uh, paperwork and uniforms. Uh, didn't have to go through Army Basic uh, because I'd already been through. I was still in that eight-year time frame where I had uh, gone to Marine Corps boot camp. Um, so I, I was able to opt out of Army Basic. Nice. Yep. And then uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the Army sent me to Redstone Arsenal, uh, where um, the 55 Bravo course was, which was an ammunition specialist, basically the ASP guys. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and then I found out after getting there on an extended weekend and finally checking in, I found out that the, uh, that I was AWOL (laughs) and uh, (laughs) that they had to, yeah, they had to amend the, uh, amend the orders because they were supposed to send me directly to Eglin for, uh, for EOD school. Uh Uh-huh. And I finally make, found my way down there. That so, is wild. <laughs> what yeah. a way to start. <laughs> I know. Great way to start your, uh, your, your second career in the military. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, now, you did have a very, very interesting uh, career in, in EOD. Um, and you actually had the unique experience of testifying for five hours at a war crimes case in The Hague, huh. Netherlands. Um, That's correct. Yes, with the International Criminal Tribunal for the former Yugoslavia. What was yes. that like? Well, that was, um, it was very interesting. Uh, I just one of those off chances that I was in the right place at the right time. Um, I was already off active duty, uh, had just gotten back from a contract in Baghdad. Um, and an attorney that I knew in the Albuquerque area, because that's where I uh, was living at the time, um, he reached out to me based on my background in EOD and asked me to join his defense team. Um, and so that experience led us to fly over to Serbia. Um, I sat through interviews of survivors of the incident. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, the person that they were defending um, was already going away for years and years for something else. Um, but I still felt this was a very unique opportunity to actually see how the international war crimes circuit works um so we traveled to serbia sat through interviews and then we drove from there down to visegrad bosnia where i did uh, um, an investigation we came home wrote up the dissertation uh and then i was pulled i was flown back over to the netherlands and um and had the opportunity to as you mentioned sit sit in in the court and uh testify as a subject matter expert which was interesting because um when I get going talking about stuff, and you'll probably hear it in, in this podcast, I tend to get really fast when I talk. Yeah. Um, and they they asked me to slow down. I think like seven times because they were trying to <laughs> translate things into into I believe it was eleven different languages. <laughs> wow, that is incredible. Yeah. So, very unique experience. Uh, and yeah, I'm. Uh, it was awesome. It was just awesome to be able to be a part of that. Yeah. So, so what was your takeaway from all of that? Um, it's, um, it's, it's, it's very unique and it's, it's actually similar to what we do here. I've had to testify here, um, in, in court here in the States as well. Um, 
for something completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, the they had a, the prosecution had a, uh, a British bomb squad guy and uh, their version of EOD. And a lot of the initial questions were trying to discredit me. So that way they could throw out, throw out my te- uh, testimony. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, uh, it was, it was awesome. Uh-huh. Um, and then, uh, uh, once in a lifetime chance, like I said, cause I'm, I mean, I'm not into, uh, I'm not into international law. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, uh, obviously a sponsor over there when we went over. So very unique uh, experience. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, that's that's so cool. So um, now back to your uh, career on active duty, um, you spent a total of 14 years of service with multiple deployments to Baghdad and Afghanistan. Um, can you tell us about your struggles with PTSD and when you realized you needed to get help and what that journey was like for you? <laughs> um, so on active duty, there's Army, um, Baghdad in 30304 and then Afghanistan in 05. Um, other deployments were off when I was off active duty as a contractor going over there. Fast forward from that to 2020, um, three guys that I knew that weren't EOD uh, committed suicide within two weeks of each other mm-hmm. uh, that I'd found out about. And that started the whole downward spiral. Mm-hmm. Um the emptiness. Um, there was the, another guy that I actually worked with in Baghdad in 08. Um, it was the one year anniversary. The next month, December of 2020 was his one year anniversary from him committing suicide, leaving behind three sons. Um, and then, uh, in that downward spiral, um, I was destroying my relationship. Um, I was drinking way too much, um, trying to kill the pain. Mm. I ended up getting a misdemeanor DUI. Um, and then, then literally three weeks later, I lost everything in an apartment complex fire that's, uh, displaced like 43 units. Wow. And that was in, in Missouri. So, um, the combination of all this stuff, um, you know, you lose everything. All my possessions were gone. I only had the clothes on my back. Um, and uh, I was having identity identity issues because who the hell was I without any of my you know my kit or anything that that was close to me, mm-hmm. like my wallet, my ID, my phone, all that stuff was just gone. So um, it got worse, much worse. Um, I just I discarded the woman that I was dating, um, and because I didn't want her to see the monster that I was or perceived myself to be. Mm-hmm. Um, she later on when we were talking, she said like the whole, the whole last month that we were together, I was drunk the whole time. Oh my God. Yeah. So, um, and then I quit my job, um, and I disappeared and made a fool of myself in Texas, made a fool of myself in Arizona and finally found my way back to my father's, um, place in Naperville, Illinois. And several within a week or within a couple of weeks of getting there, I was um, I was sitting on the bed in the spare bedroom with a gun sitting right next to me, and I uh, I wanted to end it all. And I made a phone call, and uh, my ex girlfriend answered the phone, and we talked, and um, she convinced me, still in denial, uh, you know, her asking me, "Are you thinking of doing anything stupid?" And I totally lied to her, because um, you just you just 
you don't want anybody to know the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up uh, agreeing with her that I needed to go in and, and get a mental health assessment. And I did on the 1st of July. And then by the end of the month, uh, I was in, I had started my uh, 18-week course of uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. So, and as you can imagine with COVID, it was all, you know, sitting on the phone or, or the computer and doing video chats with the therapist and, and working through, um, you know, uh, paperwork and, and all these other, other things that we were doing. So, so it's been an interesting ride and that, that, um, the mental health of July of, uh, of 2021. And then I finished finally, uh, close to Christmas time, um, in 2021. Uh, with the therapy, um, I quit drinking for five months, six months, lost 50 pounds. Oh my goodness. <laughs> working on a better, working on a better version of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, in August of 2021, I started pushups. I've been up to, I got up to, uh, I was doing 22 a day, posting it on social media. I got up to day 175 and then my account got hacked. Um, that was just, uh, it was a crap two weeks because I was trying to get uh, them to help me out and get it back. Um, again, kind of a little lurking of, you know, losing your identity because you had all these memories and all these photos that were associated with it and all the good things that I was trying to do with social media to let other people know that they don't have to make that choice. Um, and all the connections that I had. Um, and then, so I ended up, um, resurrecting an old account that I had lost, uh, control over because, uh, brand new phones, small keys and big, th- big fingers. And I basically <laughs> locked myself out of it. Oh my so <laughs> yeah. Um, pardon me for coughing. The, uh, so all of that going into it, I started the 22 a day again. And as of today, I will be on day 307, I believe. So I've been doing it since, again, since then, posting it every day, um, not only on my page, but also in uh, a private group for the EOD community, which is called After the Long Walk, which was created to help um, quell the PTSD numbers in the EOD community. Wow, yeah. And I actually remember when you you stopped posting your push-ups, and I was like, uh, I hope everything's okay. So it's interesting to get that story from you because I, you know, I didn't realize why there was kind of like that that space that you were not around. But I think I remember maybe Todd Sheckley or somebody posting like, "Stephen's okay, <laughs> don't worry." Um, yeah, I, I reached out instantly. Yeah, I reached out instantly to try and uh, let him know that I, you know, I didn't do anything stupid. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I hadn't made that. I hadn't lost faith and, and made that that final decision. I hadn't done any of that. So, um, and it was, you know, it was difficult to try and connect with other people as well on social media mm-hmm. um, because, you know, my ex girlfriend. Um, is now still my, one of my best friends. Um, she, she went through, was there for me as a sounding board and for us to talk through all 18 weeks of my therapy. Um, you know, and during the, during that time frame of the, of the, of the therapy is when this whole business, uh, concept blossomed about Master Blaster Coffee. Mm. So, and she, she actually joined me in the business. That's Along amazing. with two two other uh, very good friends of mine. It's, so. it's funny how things turn out sometimes, you know. 
Absolutely. Um, yeah. Now, we had talked a little bit earlier, and you said something that I found to be profound, that there is life after a moment in time when you think you want to end it all. Um, is there any advice you'd like to give someone who may be struggling but doesn't feel comfortable asking for help or seeking any type of treatment? Well, so that's a difficult stance to try and approach somebody when they don't want help or they don't want to seek help or they don't want, um, they're not looking for help. Mm-hmm. Um, all I can suggest is, is um, yesterday was the past. You can't do anything to change it. Today is the only day that you're in control of at the moment. And tomorrow has all the opportunities that every new day does. What are you going to do to control it? How are you going to control it? Um, how are you going to make tomorrow worth it? How are you going to make today worth it? You know, it does all fall kind of in that don't give up, don't quit concept that I push every day when I'm doing my push-ups. Yeah. As far as my message. That's amazing. And, um, you know, it's funny. I remember seeing you at the, um, the ball in, in May and thinking, Hey, there's a push-up guy. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I got, I got more introductions that way than I did as, uh, with Master Blaster Coffee, which I thought was (laughs) awesome. It was a great icebreaker. It was awesome. Well, and I just love that, that you're doing that. And, um, I, I wanted to say, um, how have you seen it and make a difference? How have I seen the push-ups make a difference? Yeah. So, um, it's made, it's made, it makes, it's been making a difference on, on many different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, it's allowed me to, even though it's only 20, it's actually 23 pushups. Cause I always give one up to the core. Um, <laughs> I've got, I've got friends that are like, you know, crazy with numbers and they're like, why do you call it 22? And they're obviously not military, but why do you call it 22 if you're, it's going to be 23? <laughs> so, um, it's that silent uh, pushup that I always offer up to the Marine Corps gods. So, <laughs> Um, <laughs> the, the pushups help me focus. Um, you know, I haven't gotten back in the gym. Um, I, I don't run. I was, I was biking for a long time, but now the weather's crap out here. You know, it's like seven degrees today. Mm, so goodness. yeah. Um, it has helped me focus and accomplish at least one positive thing every day. Wow. Every day. And you'd be surprised that once you get into that momentum, how successful you can be with other things and how that can manifest itself into multiple things a day that you are successful in and providing yourself an understanding cognitively in your own mind that you are worth it, that you, you, you can excel at things. So that's helped me, um, on other levels, People reach out to me all the time about loving, they love what I do. They, they love the fact that I, I, am, I keep going at it and I keep giving back. Um, as these are their, their words. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> it's, it's people on both sides of the line. It's not just veterans. It's not just the EOD community. It's the civilians that are associated with me on social media. Um, uh, first responders and all that. They, everybody, I get comments from time to time. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy. I'm humbled and honored to, to help. Uh, and I'm glad that I have such a great following with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just so inspiring. I think. Thank um, you. yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for, for doing that. And I think, you know, also the consistency, you know, that it's like every day, you know, you're working hard. Um, and like you said earlier, not giving up. So I, I love that and, um, and appreciate it. Um, 
So there's another issue that we had talked about previously, um, and that is that there's a lot of veterans that struggle um, to get the VA rating they deserve. And um, you yourself had to overcome some hurdles with the VA. And I was just hoping you could share that experience with us um, and and maybe give some listeners that might be going through that same thing some, some advice. So... Um... <clears throat> My my journey with the VA started when I was still, uh, you know, I my PTSD dates back for over twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first got out, I didn't even bother. Uh, but after going back overseas and then coming back and then hearing about what you can, you know, I didn't have a retirement uh, because I didn't finish twenty years. Uh, I didn't retire. Um, I actually fought very hard for my Vietnam uncle to go get his rating because he needed help. Um, and that whole generation uh, of, of Vietnam veterans, very difficult to convince them to, um, to get, to go see the VA, you know, you young kids need it more. Uh, I didn't, I don't deserve anything. I didn't earn anything, blah, blah, blah. And, and that was my, that was my own stance looking in the mirror myself too. So, Getting past that, um, I think it was four or five years after I got off active duty before I actually went in and got my initial rating. My initial rating was 40%. So then it was another three or four years before I went back because it's so, it is literally exhausting to try and deal with the VA to get in, to get anything done. Mm. Um, mismanagement, whatever. There's a lot of great people out there that work with the, for the VA that want to help the system. They want to help veterans, but the system itself is flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting my, I finally got my 70, 70% service connected rating. Uh, and then most recently while I was going through my ther- my mental health therapy, um, I went in and filed for working with a third party outside of the VA again, uh, worked with them to get ev- evaled and to, uh, put in my intent to file in August of 2021. Um, and then most recently over the summer, while I'm finally back at work in the UXO industry, um, they started to try and take, they sent me documentation. Actually, they sent me documentation a month after I finished therapy that said that they were going to decrease my rating because I showed improvement through therapy as though, as though PTSD is a broken bone and it healed. Wow. So, um, through contacts that I have at the VFW in Naperville, um, I was introduced to, through a small process, I was introduced to a representative, an actual attorney who teaches at the John Marshall Law School at the University of Illinois Circle Campus. And they volunteer to help veterans with situations like myself. Now, they are... Illinois-based. So if a veteran lives in Illinois or is an Illinois resident, um, they'll help, they can help them out. Uh, and I happen to be living in Illinois at the time at dad's place because I, I didn't have a home, uh, and I wasn't working at the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they recently, I had to go back through yet another evaluation, um, literally back in, I think it was September, um, October timeframe. And they finally, they have finally granted me a hundred percent with the BTSD. So long battle. Um, they, they will try and take things away from you if you're not careful. Um, and you know, 
for me myself, it was just so exhausting. That's why I, I, I got tired of dealing with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that, uh, the big guy upstairs put the lawyer in my, in, in my path because I, at that time, the lawyer could handle, handle it for me. Yeah. I, I was just so exhausted by it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think too, it's like never give up. You didn't give up and, and I'm glad that you did, um, get the rating, um, increased. So I, I also, I guess I wanted to make the point to anyone who's struggling with, with their disability rating like you were, um, that, you know, there might be different, uh, programs in their state that can help like, like in Illinois. Correct. Yeah. So Correct. I, I think it's that's just great. difficult to find them at times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I like you saying that, um, the lawyer was put in your path that that's really, um, I think true. So it, it, it it's just, well, a, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, I, no. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, uh, I, another thing as far as a daily deal, uh, daily dealing with the PTSD or trying to cope with it, um, mm-hmm. um, its existence in my life. Uh, I look at all the blessings that I've had since, um, she answered the phone call. Wow. All the blessings, mm-hmm. you know, um, if, her, our, our meeting was, if, if, if the only thing that came from, uh, my relationship with her was to, for the two of us to, to be in love enough where she, he knew that I, I was going to make a phone call and he knew that she would answer. That could, that saved my life. Wow. It saved my life. So blessings as big as that compared to just the, the small blessings, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, Getting a, getting a job, having the opportunity, um, the opportunity to attend uh, last year's memorial, last May's memorial, or this this last May's memorial when I hadn't been in twenty years. Wow! So yeah, and meeting meeting all the beautiful people that I met there. You know, yeah, I'm the push up guy, and it's great to meet you. Um, I I also, I also own a coffee company. You might like it. Yeah. Well, well, (laughs) let's talk about that coffee company. Um, so I want to mention this. Um, you were well known for drinking copious amounts of coffee, coffee while you're on active duty. Um, and had told me a story that you drank so much coffee every day, um, that you had to stop taking sugar in it because you were afraid of developing diabetes, which is Correct. hilarious. Yeah, that, was, that was back in, uh, that was back in the first combat deployment in 03, um, with, when I was with the 789th out of Fort Benning. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. And now, and now you're the face of Master Blaster Coffee. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> un- unwillingly, all three of them threw me on there like I, I, like I belong on a milk carton or something, but yes. <laughs> So no, I I love the fact that we own the coffee company and that we're we're able to um, bring bring focus on the EOD community uh, with coffee uh, and uh, you know we can give back through the coffee to to our community. Wow. Well, so tell us tell us about Master Blaster Coffee. How did it come into being? What's your role and why are you passionate about it? Well. Uh, it's coffee first and foremost. I mean, it speaks for itself as far as my passion for it because it's delicious. <laughs> the, <laughs> um, I've, I've already, when I got off active duty and after my first deployment overseas, uh, I started a, uh, a company and I, I own, I'm a part of four companies or I own four companies, uh, Master Blaster Coffee being one of them. So the entrepreneurship was already there. I belong to other groups of veterans like the Veteranpreneur Tribe on uh, Facebook. 
Um, and I met Jose, my, the master roaster for, for the coffee, for our coffee company. Um, at the time when I was going through my therapy, he was, he started a white bag program to bring volume to his, his already, uh, up and running coffee company. So, uh, I got with, uh, Joanna and, um, Jay, uh, Josh and Christina and the four of us concocted this business. Uh, and this is what we wanted to call it. And we, uh, we were, we were trying to launch on November 11th of 2021. We had some configuration issues with Shopify and some other stuff, uh, which eventually got war, uh, eventually got worked itself out. And we launched on the 14th of December in 2021. Um, and Jose was literally uh, blowing up my phone saying, what the hell are you doing? Because there was so <laughs> much, there was so much uh, in- interest from the community about the coffee. And we've, you know, the first year we've had our, we've had our lows, we've had our ups and downs. I'm looking to try and help uh, stabilize that more this second year we're in business. Um, but, you know, it's just been a, it's been an amazing ride. It really has, you know, uh, from when we launched a year ago, we've sold over 1,200 bags of coffee. We were able to donate to the EOD Warrior Foundation for last May's uh, Memorial Weekend. Um, Which we certainly appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm glad we were able to do it. And I'm glad, you know, it was, it was nice to hear from, um, from you guys at the foundation that coffee made it to all these different bases everywhere in the world. Yes. That were in, that were in attendance remotely for uh, for the for the uh, uh, events of last last May. Yeah. So yes. yeah, it's awesome. Well, it's been, I, I it's wanna, been just amazing, amazing, and a, and a blessing all in one. Well, yes, and I want to thank you also for donating coffee to the EOD monthly gathering. So everyone in attendance, looking forward to that as well. Yeah, really appreciated it, and we're looking forward to working with you too. Um, so tell us about the coffee beans. Um, Okay, so uh, Jose gets his uh, Jose gets the coffee beans from um, a rancher farmer um, coffee farm in Honduras. Those are the arabica beans, which make up everything except our espresso blend. Our espresso blend is robusta beans out of Guatemala, um, and all of our so the, all the flavored coffees are arabica. Um, all the flavored coffees are natural uh, natural oils. Um, the, they're all roasted to medium, uh, all the flavored coffees. Uh, we offer a high octane or high caffeine light roast, which is actually a, uh, a 60, 40 blend. Um, so we put some uh, Robusta beans in that light roast so that it adds more caffeine to the coffee itself. I like the sound of that. (laughs) Everybody everybody loves their octane. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, um, we, uh, when people order through our Shopify account, um, it goes, all the orders go straight to Jose. He small batch roasts our coffee and then sends it, drop ships it directly to you. Wow. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was looking and you guys have some amazing flavors too. I was seeing, um, maple nut, caramel macchiato, pumpkin spice, and cinnamon hazelnut. But there was one that I was curious about and had never heard of. It was Finca Santos. What is that? Yeah. So Finca Santos is a, uh, um, it's a red, it, it's from the lead or the red, excuse me, the red Lamprari variety coffee. 
Um, and it's actually grown uh, over 4,700 feet in elevation. Uh, it, and it, we, we, we roasted, it has to a medium roast. We actually, uh, we, we roasted over the, excuse me, the, the native Southern mesquite uh, woods from Texas. Wow. Yeah. How, how does it taste? Oh, it's delicious. It's got a, um, it's got a, that, that, a slight mesquite earthy, uh, bold flavor to it. Wow. That is so interesting. I've never heard of coffee like that. <laughs> and thank you. And we, it, so, um, we've got, we've just have a limited amount of it because mm-hmm. it's, it's grown so high up in elevation. Wow. That, that's so interesting. Um, I'm definitely going to have to try that. Um, well, Look for, I'm glad. I hope you like it. I really yeah, do. yeah. So uh, the coffee sounds amazing, and and I love the backstory. Um, I mean, it couldn't have been a coincidence that you were such a avid coffee drinker, and then all of a sudden this just kind of comes into your life and flourishes as soon as you you know you know you, you guys get started. Well, I, yeah, thank you. And I you know I can't. Uh, I really need to thank the customers, um, the, the community itself, everybody that's bought the coffee. I mean, it's uh, it's allowed us to grow and it's allowed us to be there f- in return for the community. So, um, you know, I've been asked to, uh, um, for you guys, for the UD Warrior Foundation, I've been asked to, uh, to attend and... Uh, and brew coffee for all the all the crazy participants that are going to do the 16th annual polar bear plunge in Spotsylvania. Yay! Uh, in, in February, <laughs> so really looking forward to to, uh, to being there, seeing everybody. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, that so. is awesome. Um, well, so tell us, um, everybody who's listening, and I'm sure wants to get their hands on some of uh, the Master Blaster coffee. So, how do we do that? So, uh, I have a and it, it, so the coffee business itself, almost all, everybody I'm dealing with is a veteran. Uh, my marketing and advertising guy is uh, a former Green Beret that I served with in Afghanistan in uh, 10 and 11 um, at, uh, at Soda West. And he um, he's actually got us on four platforms, so four social media platforms now. We're on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. And obviously Facebook. Um, before Dave came to the table, I was doing strictly uh, as much as I could on Facebook and then uh, Instagram occasionally. Uh, but he's really stepping up the plate for us. So our link is, um, uh, it's just masterblastercoffee.us. It goes right to the Shopify account. Um, but you can find us on all four social media platforms. And every single uh, post that we throw out there, I believe ha- you have the option to get to the link. To, uh, to, to see what we have in order. Um, some of the changes we're making is, uh, and it's taken some time, but I had some friends of mine that, uh, from here in the Chicagoland area, they got together and had a massive coffee tasting. And I'm taking all that verbiage and, and response that they gave us. And we're going to be adding descriptions to the flavors of our coffee. So that way people know what they're getting nice. uh, rather, rather than just a brand name. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, dark roast or whatever uh, title. Right. And- so, Good and and people that here are here locally, they can also get a bag at Crab Zone. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. Yes, Mark yeah. Mark Fogel and I are. Uh, yeah, we're. I'm very very honored to be in collaboration with him. Um, we're also they. We sell the coffee there, uh, or Mark sells the coffee there local. Mm-hmm. Um, I also uh, am looking forward to a collaboration with Smoothbore Drinkware. Um, uh, Tyler and Nick, uh, 
both former Marines. One's EOD, one's a sniper. Um, they've got these Yeti style mugs that, and cups and, and drinkware that they have, and they make they make them all look like pieces of ordnance. Wow, that is oh, awesome. Yeah. So we're going to do a collaboration with them soon, um, and uh, we did a seasonal co- collaboration with. Um, Ginger and David, who are my merchandise people, she does a, a seasonal toffee. Uh, so we provided uh, pumpkin spice, Texas pecan, and espresso. And those coffees are used in the making of, of, the, of the toffees. Oh, that sounds so yummy. Yeah, and those are also on our merchandise site. So you can get to the merchandise site from the coffee site. Um, we're working on making it a sponsor tab. You know, we, we identify we sponsor EOD Warrior Foundation, but we're working on it to make an actual tab where people can make donations to you guys uh, through the website. And then we're also starting, uh, have recently started uh, partnering with other people. Um, so those companies have their logo uh, at the bottom of our site as well. And, and Crab Zone is one of them. That is awesome. Well, how exciting. So many neat collaborations um, in the future. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. I gotta throw a gotta throw a buzz line to Mark though about uh, he created a um, a holiday gift set uh, basket um, that has coffee mugs in it that have our logo and then your guys's logo on it, and then um, a bag of coffee and a, a tin. Uh, all those proceedings go to the UD Warrior Foundation. Very important to throw that out there. Right on. Thank you, Stephen. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and I think you really described it best when I asked you, like, why, what, what's so great about this coffee? And you just said, well, it's just damn good coffee. <laughs> it is. It, it is. It's just, so our, our purity levels are, are, are much higher than, you know, uh, some of, like the big five, you know, and all the other ones below that. But there's, you know, there's a certain, shop that's everywhere in the United States and internationally. And I, you know, their coffee just tastes burnt. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm not a big fan of it. Wow. 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 Well, um, encourage all our listeners to, um, get them some master blaster coffee. Um, and just want to thank you, Stephen, so much for your service, uh, for sharing your story and, um, for all you do to help the next generation. Um, and thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Thank you for, Amazing coffee. <laughs> so Absolutely. I couldn't do it without my team, uh, the other owners. I couldn't do it without them, and I can't do it without you guys either. Um, this community really has shown me in the last year through the coffee business and getting back into the community how much we can accomplish when we, when we put our minds together. Amen so, to that. Amen. Amen. Well, we wish you the very best and continued success with all of your endeavors coming up. Um, thank you very much. Merry <laughs> Christmas to you and everybody listening. Oh, thank you. Well, now, as is our tradition, we're going to end this interview with a couple of questions about your favorite things. About my favorite things? Your favorite things. Oh, you totally, totally broadsided me with this. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. The first one is, what is your favorite Master Blasters coffee? Uh, I order uh, through the Shopify account six bags of dark roast uh, at least every couple weeks. Okay, dark roast. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is your favorite food or meal? Oh, man. I, you know, 
All right, so to be funny with this, because I am Irish, I got to say I'm predispositioned to potatoes. <laughs> I got to say it. So anything that deals with potatoes, mashed potatoes, any way I can get a potato, uh, which doesn't really work out well for your, uh, you know, for you trying to uh, retain that uh, that girlish figure for those guys. <laughs> so uh, I would have to say it's, you know, I'd have to say it's, it's, it's home cooking, uh, you know, uh, pot roast with potatoes, all that, yeah. Oh, that sounds good, especially with the cold weather coming in. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, what is your favorite thing to do in your spare time? Um, aside from push-ups, <laughs> um, <laughs> I would have to say uh, I enjoy uh, I enjoy reading. Um, and again, when I get myself in a better situation, I'll be getting back into the gym, which is going to be huge for me. So awesome! Yeah. All right, and our last favorite question: What is your favorite? song or band okay so uh most recent I'm, I'm a huge five finger death punch fan but um it came across the radio uh i'd say within the last six months and uh how did you love by shine down has just so much prof- prof- has such a profound message in it um if you haven't heard it please do it talks about the craziness of what life is, but ultimately the only thing is out of your existence, how did you love? Wow. So I'm, I, I'm a huge fan of that song. Oh, wow. I can't wait to listen to that. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Yay. Absolutely. This has been, this has been amazing. Very enjoyable. Um, Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited that that we got the opportunity. And thank you for, for taking the time to talk with us, Stephen. Absolutely. All righty. You take care. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our Behind the Warrior podcast brought to you by the EOD Warrior Foundation. The EOD Warrior Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization serving the EOD community by providing financial assistance, scholarships, and providing hope and wellness resources for the active duty, reserve, National Guard, retired, and veteran EOD communities and their families. We also honor our fallen and wounded EOD technicians by maintaining the EOD Memorial and Remembrance Garden. We do all this through the generosity of individual and corporate donors and sponsors. If you would like to assist the foundation or support our Behind the Warrior podcast, click the link on our webpage at eodwarriorfoundation.org or contact us at info at eodwarriorfoundation.org. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to tell a friend. The various opinions, beliefs, and viewpoints expressed by guests, contributors, and participants of the Behind the Warrior podcast are their own and are intended for informational purposes only. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions, beliefs, viewpoints, or policies of the EOD Warrior Foundation or its employees and volunteers.